as it turns out, fire is restorative for plenty of artists. I'm much better in a fire than meditating. <laughs> That's Dana Gould. Though he's well-established as a comedy writer, Gould definitely burned out on writing at one point when he wasn't taking care of his need to do stand-up. So he got back in the hot seat. Gould performed December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. The LA-based comic has written for The Simpsons and Parks and Recreation, set in the fictional town of Pawnee, Indiana. Producer Hannah Boomershine caught Gould during his Bloomington engagement. Dana Gould has a new show on IFC called Stand Against Evil. It might not be set in any particular time, but it has a distinct 70s feel. I wanted it to feel like the kind of scary TV movies that were on a lot in the early 1970s that I grew up watching, like Dark Shadows and The Night Stalker and When Michael Calls. And uh, and then in the features, like Last House on the Left, like these sort of uh, grindhouse drive-in horror movies from the 70s. It seems like a lot of the new TV shows are steeped in nostalgia. Stranger Things, The Get Down, and the revival of MacGyver, to name a few. Gould has a theory about why we look to past eras for comfort. Well, you know, you yearn for your childhood. You think it was a simpler time because you had simpler concerns because you were only 12. He may yearn for it sometimes, but Gould, who is 52, admits that his childhood wasn't always rosy. I have four older brothers, mm. a younger sister. Everybody's very athletic. Uh, they're big drinkers, you know, partiers, uh, hunters, fishermen, just very men. You know, my house was made of crystallized testosterone. But I just didn't feel like I belonged in any of that. And I was growing up in this environment in which I was a complete outcast. And what I did for my own personal sort of growth was I, I defined myself by just being the opposite of all of that stuff. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I'm not into sports. I don't drink, really. I, I don't do any of that stuff. And I was just like, I'll go in the opposite direction of you, and that will be mm -hmm. my personality. Growing up the outcast, Gould says, led him to identify with the monsters in the movies and TV shows he loved. As a kid, like watching The Wolfman or Frankenstein, the monster is misunderstood. Everybody's out to get him. The Wolfman is just like a giant 11-year-old, you know. And I really related to them, you know. And Planet of the Apes, I think I related to so much, so strongly to me, because I felt like, yeah, I get it. I feel, I know what it's like to be stuck in a world that does not make sense to you, because I'm living in one, too. His appetite for the horror genre is still evident. Do you have, like, a fascination with Halloween? Oh, my God, I'm yeah. up, up huge. Yeah. My Halloween decorations go up October 1st. I'm not. Yeah. It's like my bins in my garage, like, there's 40 Halloween decorations, two Christmas decorations. <laughs> like, whatever. Aligning your passions with your work is the key to success, Gould says. You know, I've had a lot of pilots over the years where you write a potential television yeah. show and you make it and they don't put it on or they do. And, I've, you know, I've had more than I can count. But when I finally wrote about, like, horror movies, which is what I was really passionate about, that one finally went. It's like finally you tap into something that has like your passion behind it. Yeah. And that just seems to have some extra heft and weight that carries it through. Long before landing his new show, Stand Against Evil, Gould had been writing for some of the most popular TV comedies. He worked as a writer for The Simpsons for seven years and was a producer on Parks and Recreation for a year as well. Gould believes that Parks and Recreation became stronger when it shifted its focus from the setting to character development. That show really evolved from the first episode to the last episode of the second season. That's I think it's a very different show. As much as people in Indiana watch that show and think, God, they nailed it, people in Maine think the same thing because the actors uh, were so tuned into who those characters were. And then one of them 
had a alter ego as a jazz musician. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my contribution. To the oh show. really, Duke Silver was Duke your Silver. contribution. Duke Silver, memories of now. That yeah, was, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Duke Silver, the after-hours saxophone-playing alias of Department Curmudgeon Ron Swanson, is just part of Gold's legacy to television. Before he took his place behind the scenes, though, Gold worked the room as a comic. I was just a stand-up, you know, and I, I, that's all I did, and I acted and stuff, and, and, but I was a performer. And through a series of circumstances, I got offered a job writing on The Simpsons. It was literally, uh, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Uh, so I did that, and uh, right after I, literally like two months after I got hired on The Simpsons, I got married, which was planned. You know, we bought a house, and, and then suddenly I was like, in like a four-month period, I went from being like this guy that was engaged but was a stand-up comedian that performed and kind of catted around to like a grown-up. I was married. I had a house. I had a job. I was a grown-up. I got up in the morning. I had coffee. I, my wife and I went to our jobs. We went to our offices. We came back and watched TV at night. Uh, it was great. I mean, I really loved it. But it was a totally, I went into a totally different life. When he finally quit The Simpsons to work full-time on Features, Life as a stay-at-home writer slash dad was too isolating. Our kids were little at the time, and I was like, you know, I can be here when you're flying around all over the place. I'll be here with the kids, and I'll write during the day, and that'll be it. And I was miserable, miserable, because the feature world works really slowly, really Mm -hmm. slowly. Mm -hmm. And I was just a bored house husband. And, uh, you know, I was always doing stand-up, but I was, I, I was, I felt out of shape. I felt disconnected from who I was. Performing stand-up got him back in touch with that self. The great thing about stand-up is the immediacy of the response and the connection to the people. I, I really need to perform. I, 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 whatever I'm doing, I really need to be a stand-up as well. It's, it's sort of like the, somebody described it as the nuclear rod that powers everything else. You know, it's like everything that I do... Uh, creatively, uh, uh, the, the, I think it's powered by the energy that I get as a stand-up. The, the fact of the matter is I'm very good at it. And there's a great sense of doing something that you know you're good at. Uh, it just gives you a lift, you know. It's like I like to know that I'm really good at what I do. And that sort of powers other endeavors. Along with producing his new show, he's doing a lot of stand-up again. Gould performed on Conan in 2015. Here's the weird thing that happens with children. When they get about four or five years old, their baby teeth get loose and they come out. And you take the tooth and you put it in the pillow and then you take it and you put a dollar, you put the tooth over there, a couple of months later it happens again, another dollar, put the tooth over there. And then after a couple of months, you have this weird little collection. <laughs> but you can't get rid of it, it's literally a part of your child. I guess it's so later on in life when they've grown up and moved on, you can sit alone in a dirty bathrobe and sift your fingers through an envelope of human teeth. Hi, Ricky, it's Dad. Not much to report. Just sitting around, playing with your teeth. There's a bit of wistfulness about what could have been. You know, I was, I was a pretty hot commodity uh, in the 90s. And when I went on The Simpsons, uh, I kind of 
pull the plug on all that. And I don't regret it. Uh, you know, I learned how to write. Uh, made a lot of money. But I, you know, do wonder, like, if I would not done it, you know, would I have continued to pace with my contemporaries or like Patton Oswalt, David Cross? And that was the path that I was on. Those are my peers. Would I be as famous as they are now? Would I have done the things that they did? And I feel like, oh, I don't know, because I'm sitting on the Fox lot. So we'll never know. There was a lot of like, hey, what about me? I'm good. You know, so, yeah, there's a lot of like, I still want to perform and I still want to be on television and I still want people to like know who I am. And uh, that's absolutely, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Although he may not be a big household name on the comedy circuit, Gould considers it imperative to get back out and do stand-up, especially considering the political climate. When do you see the role of the comedian at this point in our country? Um, it's the just political getting atmosphere. much more important. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like uh, Hillary Clinton said, there are large gaps in our progress. The Emancipation Proclamation and the Civil Rights Act are about 100 years apart. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I try to step back and take a macro look at it because otherwise I'll go crazy. So will you be incorporating it in any I do, of it but into... I do, but I do it in, in a, I like to do it in a way, and I do this intentionally. I, I like to do it in a way that doesn't alienate people that did vote for him. One thing that I've noticed, and I'm not the only one that noticed this, is in our political discourse with people, we've gone from I'm right, you're wrong, to I'm right, you're evil. And uh, when you call somebody evil, you're not going to make a point. They're not going to listen to you. It shuts down all debate. Gould, on the other hand, wants to keep the debate going and manages to do so in a number of different media. Um, I have a TV show, I have a podcast, I have a stand-up career, I'm writing a graphic novel, and I'm much better in a fire than meditating. (laughs) For Cafe Indiana, I'm Hannah Boomershine. Dana Gould is the writer behind the IFC show, Stand Against Evil. He performed at Bloomington's Comedy Attic last month.